The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very, very sore in the leg area. Uh, Andy and I are just back, along with Joe from uh, and our friend Todd, from mm -hmm. a trip to Charlotte, North Carolina, for the President's Cup golf extravaganza. And we walked 25 miles in three days. We sure did. Mm -hmm. It's work. There we are at the uh, first tee on Saturday morning. Uh, I'm glad I leaned in. Hmm? I'm glad I leaned in to get in that photo. <laughs> you really didn't. Had a lot of strangers taking our photos. Yeah. There's, yeah, it was amazing. It was, that was probably the, was some of the most fun I've ever had. It was the coolest golf tournament I've ever been to. Yeah, it was um, a tournament which is uh, unusual because there were just uh, 24 right. players, 12 from the U.S. and 12 from the rest of the world. And there's uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas at the start of Saturday. And, and we got, yeah, we got up at 5 a.m. to get over there at 5, and we got dropped off at 5.45. The gates opened at 6.30, and uh, Joey and I left you and Todd in the dust to go get us front row seats, and we did it, so it was cool. Yeah, running through the pitch dark. Oh, my gosh. It's, it, was, it was dangerous, but Four it was awesome. Yeah, uh, th that's the, the line to yeah. get in. This was, I was starting to uh, second guess, like, should we be doing this? <laughs> as soon as we got dropped off at 5.45 in the morning. Uh, but we were like 10th in line on our row. So, yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. 50, it was awesome as soon as it was over. 53 degrees. Yeah. But the rest of the weekend, it was beautiful weather. Um, it was just a wonderful time. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. yeah, we had a great time. That's not the actual President's Cup trophy, but we did see that being handled with uh, gloved attendance. Yes. And we did get to uh, be up close to um, just about everybody. Just about everyone. It was great. Brandon, did you see us on TV? I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch a second of it. That's okay, yeah. that's okay. It's hard to gamble on. Um, we were on TV quite a bit. We were? Yeah, that's what I heard, mm -hmm. yeah. So, a lot of fun. Oh, and then this was the highlight of uh, your, your trip. I was going to the bathroom and I accidentally walked past Nick Lachey. There he is in the white uh, t-shirt. Vanessa, what is her name? Manillo? I don't know. She's more popular than he is. So you had, a, there was a celebrity sighting. And then Bart tried to take a sneaky selfie, but they caught him. And so they waved me over and said, why don't we just take a regular um, picture <laughs> where you're not? And so we did. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you almost got in a car accident texting that to people on the way out. No, it's not true. 
Brandon Nicolachet, very short They're very person, nice people. Just like I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to him because I'm not that big of a fan. <laughs> so, no, that was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, primarily you recognized them and came back to the table and then Joe was 100, went back and Joe was 100% certain it was not them. And then it was. So I had to go prove, prove that it was. And it was, mm-hmm. that was, uh, it was very nice, very fun. Uh, 45 degrees right now in Jackson. Yesterday, our high was 57. The forecast for today is a high of 56 and uh, some potential showers this morning, but things are gonna improve the rest of the week and we will be around 70 for the weekend, which will be great because we have uh, a lot of activities. A lot of activities, a lot of Mm -hmm. activities for sure. Uh, In uh, Florida though, they're battening down the hatches as Hurricane Ian is approaching. And according to the weather forecasters in the National Hurricane Center, Tampa could get hit with the strongest hurricane that they've had in over a century. Yeah, you watch the news last night and they're really preparing and Mm -hmm. planning for this uh, huge storm, uh, storm surge in Tampa. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's amazing. The, uh, I don't think I've seen kind of the, I don't know what the the confidence in the forecasters in the last few years of the confidence they have in this hurricane and the hurricane's path. So Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of rain will be bearing down on Florida. And of course, there's nowhere for it to go, especially on that uh, Tampa Gulf side. A lot of low, low, low lands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they have been wrong in the past and uh, hopefully they're wrong with the uh, the scale of um, devastation that is being forecast, but 140 mile an hour winds uh, very strong uh, storm surge and heavy rain. I don't know how they do it, but they're predicting that the uh, hurricane, once it makes landfall along the Gulf Coast in Florida, will sit for a while, mm-hmm. dumping uh, up to 20 inches of rain. And the meteorologists in that area say that there's always flooding on just a regular thunderstorm, so I think that's probably what's uh, mm-hmm. most worrisome. Uh, other headlines in the news, I was watching uh, all these war-eligible aged men flee Russia because mm-hmm. Putin has enacted a draft, and uh, it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, I'd probably book it to Georgia too, like all those other people. It's amazing seeing some of those people with families. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of two things is going to happen. It's either going to get... Uh, that's what we need. We need Russians to... Uh, to fight their own government, right? And not just go with the status quo, but also you don't want to trigger uh, Putin any. So it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's crazy out there, but it's bad, it's all bad. It is. It sounds like uh, Putin is uh, losing favorability in Russia. Uh, Which is good, but at the same time, um, he's a loose cannon, so. Like one of the uh, deserters, just a normal kid, just uh, leaving his home and his country uh, saying, I just don't want to kill innocent Ukrainians. And there's a lot of them that don't want to fight for Putin. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. Uh, today, travelers on I-94 will be able to get on and off Michigan Avenue and uh, I-94, the interchange in Parma reopens today at 5 p.m. So uh, this is the interchange. Uh, if you were looking at them live, you might be confused. They use the Kibbe Road interchange. I was wondering, yes. uh, yeah, yes. just 
grabbed a picture of a roundabout. So this has been closed for since before summer, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. So two new roundabouts, getting traffic on and off. And, and they've Michigan actually, Island. like, there were some structures that were leveled on the uh, south side of that, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, this is actually, this is part of the I-94 uh, project, the west end that goes from um, just west of Jackson through uh, Parma and Albion, 13 miles of I-94. And that is a separate project that's the one, than the one that's happening in Jackson. That project is a four-year project and $162 million. And they are expecting that to last two and a half more years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Absolutely yeah. amazing. But I still love living in Jackson. And uh, Heather Herndon loves living in Jackson. And each week reminds us why it's a great place to live. This week, we're highlighting Cork and Cap a fine wine and home brewing supply store located at 904 Lansing Ave. Not only do they carry a full line of home brewing kits and malted grains for your own recipes, they also carry everything you need to make wine. And uh, I don't know how to do either of those things, but I wish I did. And that's Love Living in Jackson presented by Heather Herndon and the Herndon team at Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. Uh, fall weather is here, fall is here, and in Michigan, that means the number of car deer accidents rises dramatically. In uh, St. Joseph, a state trooper's dash cam caught a deer, a bunch of deer running across the road, and one of the deer actually leapt over a car. Watch, here it comes, wait for it. There. Oh, that was awesome. Wow. Notice that driver, he didn't slow down at all. No wow. brake lights. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when you see one deer, chances are you're going to see two or three more. That is true. Mm -hmm. That is true. Be careful. And they're out everywhere. They're, they're, used, to the, they're mm -hmm. used to us now. They've, uh, they've moved in. Yeah, they've moved into Jackson. So mm -hmm. they're, they're just like pets. It seems like uh, it's, I think it's a lot worse. The deer? Yeah. It is, yeah. I think you see a lot of the young young baby deer running around. At least we do mm. uh, near our house. So, But, yeah, be careful when you're out on the roads. Michigan is, uh, I think, are we number one for car deer? If not, uh, well, we should be. Traditionally, in the last several years, uh, Jackson County and Kent County, number one and two or number two and one. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. You know, we have the Fall Fest and that chili cook-off this week, mm -hmm. and uh, we will be there. We're doing a lot of coverage. I, uh, I'm, st I'm still maybe cooking. I'm not sure well, yet. Well, I was going to ask, have you found a, uh, a chili chef? Right I now? haven't. Uh, I'm going to take until the end of, end of today, so ask me tomorrow. Did your honor appeal yield any results? No one that I wanted to spend the day <laughs> with, but thank you very much. So it should be a fun event. Of course, we'll be out there covering it. And uh, weather looks good, right? Looks beautiful. Good. Uh -huh. Last year was super windy, remember? I do. Yeah, yeah. all the tents were blowing. Our, um, one of our guests today will be happy to hear that travelers headed to Canada will have an easier time entering the country. It's dropping its COVID entry requirements mm -hmm. starting Saturday. And that, of course, is Dr. Donna O'Neill. She has family, including her mom, in Canada. Up until Saturday, you'd have to show proof of vaccination, take a test before or on arrival, and then follow quarantine rules. But starting Saturday, no more rules. Come on in. Okay. Well, 
it was only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I hated to miss this weekend was the ORS Oktoberfest race, and uh, it was a great, great event, great turnout. And uh, again, I'm, I wish I was there to participate. I oh. didn't hear if there were any incidents with the JTV golf cart. There's uh, Josh, along with uh, former Senator Hoffman, running. It was awesome. What a great he, day. He walks. Yes. Phil, Phil Hoffman, he walks. Yes. Josh runs. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference. There is a difference, yes. There mm -hmm. is a difference. I walked and ran all weekend, so I mm -hmm. feel like I participated. I feel like it, too. Great, uh, great backdrop with the new bright walls in the uh, background. And there's uh, Jacob Innocencio. I think he finished first. Did he finish? He's holding oh, his... 5K. He's holding his bib, so... Did his shirt come off during the race? It rained it off. It, yeah. tragic, yes. it rained right it rained off. off. Uh-huh. Very so cool. So the next uh, big race will be the turkey trot. That's right. Brandon, did you see the JTV golf cart at all? I did not. Interesting. Good superhero run. The beer mile. Very A lot cool. of fun had by all. Great concert. Yeah, it's awesome. Night. Yeah, that's the bad thing about going away. You miss I know, so you miss much. fun stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff happening uh, every weekend uh, in Jackson. I've got our Extreme Dodge scoreboard brought to you by our good friends at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A small scoreboard for today. Just some soccer, boys' soccer scores. Uh, Lenaway Christian, they beat Jackson Christian 4-2. Hillsdale Academy beat Michigan Center 4-0. It was Onstead 6 and Columbia Central 0. And Adrian beat Jackson 4-0. I don't like that score one bit. There's your soccer scores. On deck for today, September 27th, volleyball has a full slate. Three soccer games cross country and then some golf tough day for golf Ooh, i'm a fair weather golfer so i wouldn't enjoy today uh cascades conference final is at sharp park and they are teeing off at 9 30 we'll have highlights photos and more from that and that's our extreme dodge scoreboard and on deck thanks to our friends at extreme dodge uh yesterday's weather played havoc with the sports schedule there were some starts and stops so busy day today uh hydrant flushing began yesterday in the city of Jackson, starting in the southwest section of the city, and they will move throughout the entire city by October 11th, and they do it between 7 a.m. and 3 p.m., and the caution is do not do laundry if they're flushing hydrants Ooh, in point. your area, unless you want pink clothes. Pink or rusty? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how it works. Uh, also, Summit and Leone uh, seeing hydrants flushed this week. Who's on the show today? We've got a great show coming up. Dr. Donna O'Neill will join us right after this commercial break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back. Our show today is brought to you by Jackson's Playhouse. They're now booking birthday parties, and they have a few special Halloween parties going on, so check them out today. And if you don't want your kids to play outside in this cold weather we have coming, Jackson's Playhouse is a great place to go after school. 
Back on the morning show is infectious disease specialist from the PIC Center, Dr. Donna O'Neill. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, I'm going to talk about COVID again. The impetus for today's talk was a patient uh, yesterday in the clinic. Okay. Um, late 80s, getting the monoclonal antibody. Pretty sick. I think she had early pneumonia. Oh, wow. And she oh. said to me she's under-vaccinated because her last dose of the vaccine was last November, and she hasn't had any illness this year. And she said she didn't know there was another vaccine out there and that she should get vaccinated. So that's why we're talking about it again. Mm. But before we start, question for you guys. It's an easy one, Andy. Okay. Well, Do you think the pandemic is over? Uh, technically, no, it can't be over. Okay. No, no. Okay, you know, President Biden on 60 Minutes said it was. So, which is unfortunate because I don't know I think what, I, it's unfair to him because if you listen to the whole clip, you know, he said, you know, we, you know, we still have a lot of work that we're doing yeah. on it, mm -hmm. but I, people just listen to that little snippet. And when they hear that, they're thinking, well, you know, we don't have to get vaccinated. It's mm -hmm. gone, gone. And you're right. It's not. Yeah. But, I think you, I think it's, it, you can go weeks thinking it's gone and then something happens where it's back. And that could be maybe something that you're going to, or someone that you're meeting with has been affected. And it constantly reminds you that it is still here. Yeah. I think we need to be flexible because mm -hmm. that's where, you know, we let the public down. And I, you know, it was an interesting question. It came up in our team huddle yesterday because that's what patients are saying. Is it gone? Mm -hmm. And there's not a really good definition for it. There's no good metrics for it. Sure. And I think it depends if you're a physician, if you're a teacher, if you're a business person looking at the economy. But to be honest with you, Brandon, what do you think? Is the pandemic gone? No, absolutely not. Okay, well, because, you know, I think a lot of people have decided it is because mm -hmm. they've gone back to doing everything they want to do pre-pandemic. It's around 47%, but I think it's around 58% still are concerned about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's still out there. Well, we were just traveling and we saw very little evidence of a pandemic. And one of the things I've noticed over the last uh, handful of months when we first were being careful, uh, we were giving each other five or six feet of space between um, in lines, mm -hmm. like at the coffee shop. Oh yeah, lines. There's no lines. I mean, there's no space. People are on top of one another. Mm -hmm. And uh, we heard from someone last week, someone um, got sneezed on and they ended up sick. <laughs> Yes, they did. So um, that's an unfortunate yeah. situation because at times I think we're going to have to pull those tools out of our toolkit because yeah. we're really depending upon the vaccine and it can't do the job alone. Right. And I think we're setting it up for failure, quite honestly. So is, is kind of jumping around here, um, you know, are there some uh, some longer symptoms that you've seen people struggling with from oh, that, that's a big topic we, we that long that long that? COVID. Yeah. there's uh Cough. poorly understood you know these are symptoms that continue three months right. after the infection and we've seen it with other infectious diseases it's gone mm. by different names over the years chronic fatigue um it's got a fancy name now but most people re recall chronic fatigue and the one of the most disabling things is this brain fog Mm -hmm. I mean, people just are having a lot of uh, cognitive issues. Right. Sometimes it's trouble with their breathing, sometimes fatigue. We could talk the whole show about that, but I don't yeah. want to. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, all I can say is we're in a much different place now than what we were in 2020. Uh, we know a lot more. 
I, at least I hope and I believe that the worst is over and our case rates have gone down. Uh, but we're still losing 300 to 400 people a day in the United States. It's affecting 70,000 people in the United States. Worldwide, 2,000 deaths. 500,000 people are getting infected. So from the scientific point of view, no, the pandemic's not over. Uh, the end is getting closer. Mm -hmm. um, some people believe it won't be over till 2024. Mm -hmm. So who knows? So I wanted to kind of concentrate on uh, you know, what the virus is doing. It's unpredictable. So it keeps changing. It's become more transmissible. They figure 80% of the U.S. has had Omicron. Whereas in a typical flu season, it's around 20%. Really? Wow. Yeah, so very transmissible. Mm -hmm. It's getting really good at evading our therapeutics. Um, and we know from other cold viruses, we don't have long-term protection. And that's why these mm -hmm. vaccines, uh, even if you've had the infection, are still needed. Um, so I only have one slide. I hope we have the right one. I wanted to show it's, mm -hmm. it's again, affecting our older folks. So since September, 88% of our deaths were in people over the age of 65. And in that purple line, this is the deaths in the US, and the purple line are people over the age of 75. And you can see the gap between them and other age groups you know, has always been greater. So that's who it's really affecting right now. So especially if you're in that age group and you haven't been vaccinated since last year, I encourage you to please go get vaccinated. Uh, that's all I wanted to show with that. The other thing um, got me a little whiteboard. I tried to condense a lot of medical uh, data. The other thing that uh, I wanted to show, so this is looking at the time course of hospitalized patients. So with Delta, Omicron 1, and that goes up to March of 22, and then Omicron 2, this is data from the end of May, you can see that the age of people hospitalized is getting greater. And age means nursing homes, so a proportion of people being admitted to hospital is increasing from nursing homes. Immunocompromised hosts, those are the people you know, with cancer and those potent drugs to treat you know, all those rheumatology and GI conditions, that's increasing. Medical conditions is increasing. The good thing is our death rate is going down. Oh, that's good. So we don't know if that's because the Omicron is less virulent, if it's because people have had the infection or the vaccine, but that's the good news. So that's all I wanted to show have you with have, that. Have you heard of anyone at post-COVID having tons of nasal drainage every single morning? Like you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the last three months. Uh, sure, if that's, I mean, there's just so much we don't know yeah, about. Yeah, I'm assuming that I had COVID at some point and now I have this long haul Probably symptom. Omicron. Yes. Yeah, this year. Probably, yeah. if 80% of us have had it. Yeah, it's, Eight, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. The interest um, in um, getting vaccines has, has uh, waned considerably. I talked to um, a pharmacist last week Austin. And yes, Austin, Austin Brown. And uh, he said, well, the clinics, the drive through clinics, we're just not getting the people to sign up for them. Mm -hmm. So we're just doing them in the, in the uh, mm -hmm. pharmacy. And for the most part, I think that's, you know, pretty universal. Um, we have to make it easy for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many people mm -hmm. have said when they come to the office, you know, you have to sign online. And the older folks, some of them don't want to do all that online stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I don't know where the disconnect is, and that's why, unfortunately, we're talking about it again. And, I'm, mm -hmm. and on vaccinated patients, that's the other group that it's hitting. So their risk of hospitalization has gone down, but it's still five-fold greater than if you were vaccinated for any age group. Well, one of the earliest problems in the pandemic was the, uh, the, the, the poor communication by uh, government authorities on what to do, when, where, and there were uh, you know, conflicting instructions from different uh, components of federal government. Uh, different uh, instructions here in the state, and mm -hmm. and I believe since it's now election season, uh, there's not mm -hmm. an interest mm -hmm. in discussing it. I think it's like put that in the past. We don't want to talk about that. It's not, it's not going to help me Too get elected. I think we'd rather talk about that than inflation. If well, you ask you'd me. Think. Yeah, I remember with the H1N1, I think it was in 2009, and there's a female head of the CDC. There was no interference. She had direct access to the media. Uh, there aren't all these other people within government, you mm -hmm. know, giving different messages. And I mean, I think we've confused people. Very, you know, it, it's very, very complex. Unfortunately, physicians, we're not trained in, you know, communication. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we do it all the time. But you know, we we don't we don't have that media training, uh, you know. So now I think within the CDC they're doing that. Um, but we've had we it's uncovered a lot of problems, but I don't think we're learning from our mistakes, and uh, so that's why you know I'm encouraging people. It's still killing people. I know we've changed the goalpost. I mean, before we said we were we would be happy if it was like flu. Yeah. You know, so that kills when it's in in the community or in the country about 100 people per day. And so now we're accepting 400 deaths a day. I mean, crazy. Um, right? When should we get our flu shot this year? Time whenever, in. anytime. So I mean, between a COVID shot and a flu shot, if you're only going to get one, I get a COVID shot right now. Hmm. And so I mean, again, the messaging is confusing. Like, who should get it? So what I'm trying to emphasize today is older folks should get it. And what's the definition of that? The older I get, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> the number goes up. But some people say greater than 50, greater than 60, greater than 65. Um, I mean, anybody, you know, depending upon the vaccine over the age of 12 can get it. But definitely the older risk groups, people who have underlying medical conditions, immunocompromised host. I mean, you could get it because you don't want to get, you know, hopefully a severe disease. You don't want to get sick at all. You don't want it to disrupt your show, your child's school. You want to do it because you want to protect your grandmother, you know, who's in a nursing home. And then that you brought up the entity long COVID. Do mm -hmm. the vaccines prevent that? Yeah, we, we don't know. Yeah. You know, so some of the things, you know, we've done, I mean, I know some people before they see their grandmother in the nursing home, they do a rapid test again. Mm -hmm. The other thing we have to realize is now it's going to be commercialized. So maybe that's what President Biden uh, meant, because by 2023, the federal government wants to get out of it. So already, um, you know, remdesivir, once it got FDA approved, the government wasn't going to pay for it. The monoclonal antibody, once my stock has expired, I was getting it, you know, for free from the government. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have to buy it for patients, and then it'll be charged to their insurance company. Mm -hmm. The vaccine is still free, and mm -hmm. the pills are still free. Um, but they want to get out of the, I mean, the test no longer, are they shipping, well, I guess your insurance companies can ship you tests, but directly from the federal government, that's going away. And that on its own is going to cause mm -hmm. a lot of problems because, you know, to be honest with you, pharmaceutical companies aren't interested in infectious diseases. Why? Because you're on treatment for what, a week or two? 
Right. You know, so compare that versus a blood pressure pill that you're going to be on the rest of your life. So without that federal government pushing, you know, the vaccines, uh, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at today. So it's just, it's a shame mm -hmm. that we have great vaccines. Um, how great they are, we don't know. And they may not be perfect, but hopefully they're good enough. And, you know, um, we, because we change which vaccine we're going to use, we don't have a clinical trial, to be honest about that. And uh, we may never get these clinical trials because it's moving so fast, the virus is changing, our response is changing. You know, we may find the older vaccines are better than this new one. Um, I didn't realize until recently that, you know, it's a bivalent vaccine. It's got the old strain and now Omicron 5 in it. But what they've done is they've reduced the dose of each component. So the dose that you're getting of the old strain is similar to what children get. But when you combine the two, it's, you know, a full dose. So we'll have to see how that pans out. Uh, well, so there's a lot that we don't know. But please, please, please uh, I encourage people to get their vaccine. Thank you uh, so much for being with us today. And thanks for uh, dropping the knowledge as always. You're welcome. Dr. Donna O'Neill on The Morning Show. More after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Our show today is brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. They're now in their third generation of being family owned and operated and they pride themselves on offering high quality name brand furniture at affordable prices. Thanks to Vermeulen's for helping us bring you today's show. Joining us now is the conductor laureate from the Jackson Symphony Orchestra, the maestro, Stephen Osmond. Good morning, welcome back. Well, good morning to you and thank you very much. Uh, as I was just saying, I hope this isn't a jinx. Two and a half years ago, we had the same interview about a concert that was coming up and uh, it, it was canceled the day mm -hmm. before the first rehearsal. I mean, the, the hall closed because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So fingers crossed, everything's gonna go well for the next few days. Yeah, for sure. So, so you retired kind of officially in 2017. So do That's you, still, correct. you still have it five years later? I know, we're gonna find out. <laughs> we're gonna find out tonight, I guess is our first rehearsal. rehearsal. So uh, no, it's, and, and fortunately, these are, the program is, uh, some of the finest pieces, my favorite, favorite pieces of all time. So spending an extra two years, you know, trying to figure it out and learning all the ropes is, uh, was, has been very advantageous. Yeah, and there's a preview on the uh, Jackson Symphony Orchestra website of the music. It's, it's wonderful. It's going to be mm -hmm. a great show. Um, you got to pick everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including, uh, we were going to originally do uh, Voices of Spring by Richard Strauss because it was in March. Oh. And I thought, well, the Voices of Spring in October, maybe not so much. Mm -hmm. So uh, Bruce Brown uh, um, composed a special piece for us to do to open the program. And, and then we're doing the Warsaw Piano Concerto, which is in the last century, in the mid, you know, middle of the last century was the most, one of the most popular pieces. They made over a hundred different recordings of this wow, piece. Wow. And everybody loved it. It was from a movie, not so good. But the, the music <laughs> is terrific. And now I'm, I'm talking to these younger people, they say, the Warsaw what? You know, and they haven't heard of it before. I mean, I'm talking to musicians. And uh, so if you're over um, probably 60, 
Uh, there's a good chance you'll recognize it. And it's just beautiful. It's rock mounted off and everything else just rolled into one. So what have you been doing since you uh, hung up the baton? Um, well, uh, spending a lot of time with, I started off not having any grandchildren, and now I have three. Oh boy. <laughs> and, uh, and two of them are, you know, uh, 30 minutes away from us in Bethesda. We're living in Annapolis. And the other one's in uh, Amsterdam. That would be in Holland. Mm. So uh, that takes uh, a lot of our time and energy and everything else. Yeah, so with COVID, the travel restrictions probably uh, made it difficult to see the, the family. Well, uh, given that we ended up in COVID jail in Glasgow, uh, Scotland, for 12 days. Oh, you were trapped oh, wow. over there, were yeah, you? Yeah, totally unexpected. We, we took a flight from Amsterdam. I had been there about a month before, and I flew in from uh, uh, Heathrow. And no problem. You know, mm -hmm. they said, going to quarantine with your daughter? Yeah, fine, go. This time we flew in from the connection, flight connection was through Amsterdam. And they said, we got to Glasgow, Ashley, with her new child that Melissa hadn't seen. She's Melissa now, by the way. Oh. And um, <laughs> it was right on the other side of the glass thing. And they said, well, here, you got to go over here, get on the bus. No, no, our daughter's right there yeah. with our grandchild. Yeah. And uh, they uh, said, oh, no, um, it's, um, you're, you're going into quarantine. Oh, I would they, have thrown a fit. Oh, and not only we were going into quarantine, the other people, it was a small plane. There were two pilots on the plane traveling as you know, guests to get there, and they threw them. Now, one of them spoke Russian. And he was livid in <laughs> Russian, yeah. you know, and we were in Glasgow, Scotland. And everybody else was like, you can't do that. No, yes, we can. Wow. And so we had the honor of going to the uh, uh, Holiday Inn Express. Oh, they didn't put you up in the Ritz. <laughs> no, no Ritz. No, the Holiday Inn Express, and we got a chance to leave our room uh, for 30 minutes a day. <laughs> the guards would come and get us. No. And we would go out into the parking lot and had 20 minutes to walk, 20 or 30 minutes to walk around the parking lot, which was under a highway. Very scenic. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, and then the, the kicker was the uh, last night was our 40th wedding anniversary. Oh my God. Uh, but we had planned to be there for a month and Amazing. actually five weeks. So we were able to. Uh, you know, have a good time after that. But uh, <laughs> wow, yeah, I so, feel for you. That sounds oh, awful. Oh, it was, it was, and you know, we sort of looked at each other like, okay, who's going to kill whom first? Yeah, exactly. And right. uh, but we had a great time. That's Everybody, cool. You know, turned out fine. Well, at least the television was in English. Most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and some great shows that you know I hadn't seen for uh, decades. Yeah. Uh, you know, comedy was really good back with the Frasers and Monks and all those sort of things, which I are on now. I see, but I hadn't seen any of those, you know, like I say, in decades. And um, yeah, so it was, it was different. So you'll be, uh, you'll be performing uh, 45 years after you first came here. Is that amazing to you? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, uh, you thought they would have figured me out by now. <laughs> <laughs> you must have loved this place, though. Oh, God, it was just a career that I uh, couldn't envy anyone else's more. I mm -hmm. mean, it just, the chemistry was perfect, people were perfect, the hall is such a great asset for this place. I mean, it just, and I'm, now I'm living in Annapolis, Maryland, it's about the same size as Jackson. Man, lots of money and lots of sailors, you know, mm -hmm. the Naval Academy. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but they don't have anything close to the facility we have. They have nice. a fine orchestra, fine opera company, which Missy's on the, uh, Melissa, I'm sorry, is on the board for. And uh, it, uh, it's, it's just, you know, it's like we have it so much, or you have it so much uh, more advanced here than, uh, you know, it's, so, but we're having, we're meeting great people, making lots of new friends, and like I say, two granddaughters within 30 miles. That's about as good as it gets for cool. my wife. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So uh, all those uh, 45 years of uh, friends and uh, audience members and uh, musicians are all encouraged to be in the audience this Saturday night and they've uh, redecorated, they renovated the oh, music hall. Oh, I know. Hall. I saw it. It looks terrific. Yeah. I mean, I was a little disappointed. Purple, you know, it was your favorite but color. But it was my alma mater's colors from Northwestern, so I thought, oh, that's just done for me. Mm -hmm. But no, it, it looks terrific. Sounds just the same. So. And will you be going to Knight's Steakhouse for the high chocolate pudding after the concert? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I went there last night. Okay. <laughs> and it was Monday, and it was supposed to be warm cookie night, I thought. That's I where I know. usually see you, now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. But no warm cookies huh. last night. You know, warm cookies sound delicious right now. Well, I just had a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> how was the sure. food at the Holiday Inn Express Glasgow? <laughs> yeah, how were those eggs? <laughs> no, I mean, we prayed that they would get up to uh, uh, McDonald's quality. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, it was just, oh, it was, um, but it was only $300 a night. Oh, my for, gosh. I mean, it was just garbage. Oh, they didn't cover that? They don't cover that? You had to pay the 300 Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? That's insane. I'm not going, I'm not going to be traveling there now, so well, thank you Well, you know, the COVID restrictions have probably lightened up, but... Wow, amazing. Well, I can't wait till Saturday night. I can't either. I hope everybody, you know, shows up, um, uh, the audience, and it's going to be a, a really fantastic event. It's a Saturday. Tickets are available right now from the Jackson Symphony. Visit jacksonsymphony.org or call them. You can also get them at the door. But why wait? Make sure you get your tickets in hand, and then we will see you Saturday night at Potter Center for the Maestro Returns, Again. Dr. Laureate, Stephen yeah. Osman. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Uh, more of The Morning Show after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. We now welcome guests from U.S. Staffing Agency, Jim Dolson and Jeff Hawley. Good morning, guys. Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Guys, How are good you? To see you. Doing really well. I think yeah. I saw you at the... Jamma golf outing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. it was great. How'd you guys do in that? I mean, we had fun. Yeah, good. Yeah. I won the straightest drive and I used a U.S. staffing golf ball. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, <laughs> dare to succeed. We saw that drive. <laughs> Did you see that? It was yes. right on the line. Yeah, it should have been a hole in one if it was dare to succeed. So it went right in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a great shot. I won a plaque. Congratulations. Did really? It was a plaque, yeah. You should right. share it with them. I may send it over to the office I mean, later. Yeah, that, it's <laughs> kind of a slight brag, but, you know, send it over. Yeah. So, uh, the, uh, the new term I'm seeing a lot, yeah. just in the last week, quiet yeah. quitters. Mm. And yeah. is this something new? What, well, I guess what is a quiet quitter? 
Yeah, so first of all, they're really not quitters. They're, I mean, like the, the better way to think about it is they're disengaging. People who are quiet quitters are just like shutting off. Checked just, out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they kind of like, what's the term, mail it in, right? They're, yeah. they're still showing up to work. We actually found a formal definition out of the Harvard Business Review. So I'll just re, you know, read it real quick here. It's, it's the idea of uh, quiet quitters reject the idea that work should be a central focus uh, of their life. And they resist, uh, resist the expectation of giving their all or putting in extra hours. They say no, <laughs> no, <laughs> to request to go beyond what they think should be expected of a person in their position. So it's really a disengagement. They're, they're not quitting. They're doing, they're doing their job, but they're not doing anything more. Mm -hmm. So if you imagine like a job description in front of you, that's what they're doing. You know, in that line that says, in all extras as, as expected or required at the bottom, they don't pay attention to that yeah. one. It's just, it's the content of the book. They pay attention mm -hmm. in the interview for that part. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting, yeah. um, you know, because it's so hard to, to find employees anyways at, yeah. during this time. Um, what leads to some of this? Well, I, great question. You know, I think that's the million dollar question is figuring out what employers can do to, to mm -hmm. keep folks engaged and I think that's a lot of it is just the the re-engagement of employees a lot yeah. of a lot of drive a lot of burnout happens and, and it may not be true burnout but it, it's something that's triggering something in their mind to just say hey I'm I'm not treated this way or I'm not getting this and so let me just show up nine to five mm -hmm. eight to five whatever that new hour is but uh, yeah. just figuring out what they can get away with or, or do just enough to mm -hmm. get done and, and keep yeah. a paycheck coming in and keep a job. So. Yeah, and we're all human. We probably all have a little tendencies here here mm -hmm. and there to you know waste a little time or spend a little. Yeah, but and it's uh, really, it's way more than that. But it that, can be into, that, this can yeah. be habitual. Absolutely. Yeah, this is definitely an intentional, on purpose decision right. that I'm going to like do the minimum. Do the minimum, yeah. Uh, and still get a paycheck without getting fired. Mm -hmm. um, and actually we went back and looked. You can, you can find, this evolved or started on TikTok. And so you can find the actual videos. It was July 25th of this year. Mm -hmm. And I forget the fellow's name, but he's really a quiet, unassuming kind of person. It was a, it's a 25 second TikTok video that started this whole thing. Oh, mm -hmm. no. And, uh, <laughs> and really, it's not a new concept. Yeah, it's certainly not. It's not a new phenomenon. It's just right. kind of relabeled. Um, well, I, I can remember people saying, oh, they're not, they don't pay me enough to do this, this, and that. Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's, that's not my job, yeah. It's always it's, been. The, I'm not changing the, the the four job the four words that kill any <laughs> that's any person. Job. It's not my job, right? Yep. Yeah, or they um, don't pay me for that. Yeah, they don't pay right. me for that. Yeah, and it's stuff like you know <clears throat> changing the the paper towel roll in the kitchen, just yeah. little things like that. It's like not my job. Yeah. Well, are there uh, are there consequences for employees who just act their wage? Oh yeah, and, that, and thank you for that. That's another yeah. term. Act, act their wage. Act yeah. their wage. Uh, so the extra age, act your age. I used to get told to act my age all the time. You probably <laughs> I, I still do. Yeah. 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 Uh, act your wage. Act your wage. Yeah, That's I mean, one. but it's the same concept. And the consequences are, uh, listen, uh, right now, employees, they, employees are smart. They know this is an employee market. They mm -hmm. get to decide where they're going to work. There's a lot of openings, obviously, as, as we know. And uh, so the, right now, the consequences are fairly minimum. Mm -hmm. But should the economy turn and we have a recession or we have a downturn, and employers need to find themselves laying people off, well, those folks might be the first ones that mm -hmm. they go after. Would, um, if yeah. there's promotion opportunities. 
Yeah, there's no way the to quiet get Quiet quitters won't be at the top. Don't get, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not interviewing quiet quitters to, for that yeah. management uh, position. Is there something we? to look for on uh, someone's resume that jumps out, yeah. that identifies them as uh, that type yeah. of? Well, it, it's a tough one right now to really say that there's going to be something that jumped out. I think historically we saw if people left a job, you know, every year, every other year, mm -hmm. you know, you could probably say that there's yeah. some of that going on. Mm -hmm. But right now, the great resignation, another term from the last yeah. couple of years has happened. So people have left jobs, you know, maybe they were, they were new into a job when the pandemic hit and they realized then mm -hmm. that they weren't getting the work-life balance that they really expected or wanted. Mm -hmm. uh, so now you're seeing some of those job changes and mm -hmm. you know, the reasoning behind it may or may not be valid. Uh, but you kind of can't take that old adage of people jumping ship. Because right. um, everybody's doing that. Yeah, right and, and you know, there's no way to know if the grass is greener until you try it. And it's not always greener. It's, it's just a different shade of brown. Just a different yeah. shade. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we're in Charlotte, one thing I noticed, the fast food signs oh, looking for people. Amazing, right? $12 yeah. an hour. Where was it at? Charlotte. North Carolina. No, it was four, I think it was 14. Well, in I saw California, one that was $12. 25 an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah California's ratcheted up quite a bit. Yeah, um, that's I mean, some of the things you could look for as an employer would be, you know, if you have an employee who is, it seems like they're checking in or punching in and punching out, mm -hmm. like right on time, leaving on time, and they're passively, aggressively saying we're not going to do anything extra. They may not say that to you, mm -hmm. but they're just not going to do it. Those are the signs. It's really... I mean, quiet quitting really is a passive aggressive behavior right. and I'm just not going to do anything more. I think we have to be careful not to demonize it too much yeah. either because I mean, people, if you watch the original TikTok video, the guy's very genuine. He's looking for work-life balance mm -hmm. after the pandemic where he's been at home, he's been working, you know, there's no separation of work life and home life when you're at home working mm -hmm. all the time. And so he's, uh, it's just, it's an interesting, quiet video from a guy who started a whole, a whole thing here, yeah. so. And uh, he's, yeah, so that's an example of a guy who, you know, we have this whole generation of people that maybe don't want to work, they want to make money off a viral video or something like yes. that. So getting past mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. so, it's got to be so difficult. It is, and I don't think that's even him. I think he right. just, it's a 25 second, you don't even really see him, you just hear him talking. Yeah. You know, a little soft music in the background. But, well, uh, plus in the old days, you you know, you'd left work at whatever time, and in the evening you weren't yeah. getting emails, you weren't getting texts. You know, that's different. People are getting the work stuff at night. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's you know some engagement issues that uh, you know employers certainly share some responsibility in. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of the act of quiet quitting, uh, and whether it's just recognition, you know, going above and beyond. A lot of people talk about well, we offer work-life balance. Well. Do you always, you know, mm -hmm. what's that look like? How do we support it? Are we just saying it, you know, or, or are we truly coming in and asking how, you know, your child's sporting event went the day before mm -hmm. and, and letting people know that they're okay to do it, that, yeah. uh, you know, we, we do push that and we do want you to have those things because it, it brings happier people to work when, when they're able to do those things as families. Yeah. And I think it's possibly more production being done when, when you have that balance. Yeah, so I would agree. Employers definitely have to share in some of that responsibility. Yeah. Definitely. We encourage people to find a job that they like, they're passionate about, that they, that matches their purpose. You get a job like that, quiet quitting is a term that you use. Like you work because you want to work. Yeah. And you have to get paid for what you like to do. That's the kind of job you, that you have that kind of job, you're not quietly quitting, you're not acting your wage, you're just you're having fun doing what you do. Yeah. So well, thank you guys so much yeah. for uh, being here and your insight. Always a great conversation. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks Jim for having Hilson us. Jim Hilson and Jeff Hawley from U.S. Staffing Agency. More of the morning show right after this.
The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back. October 14th is 80s night. It's the annual Big Brothers Big Sisters fundraiser dinner. There'll be live music, silent auction, and more. Sign up for tickets to that. I will be there. It should be a great time. Mm -hmm. You were looking for an outfit at the mall that the baby shops at. Oh, we saw the baby a lot. Yeah. We thought we saw him. He lives in Charlotte. We saw Marty Smith. Uh, Brandon yeah. knows who Marty is. And where's your picture with Smiley Kaufman? I know, I didn't bring it. Oh, maybe Thursday. Not a lot of people know who uh, Smiley Kaufman is. <laughs> well, the, uh, it's, there's the nip, nip, nip in the air, so fall is, it's here. Brandon literally just put his coat on just now. I know. I see. So Hallmark has just announced that they are going to be dropping 40 original Christmas movies this season. 40? Christmas movies. You know who the actors are in these? I They're J.C. Penny models. This is <laughs> Candace Cameron. Yeah, Candace, Candace isn't everyone, Cameron. other than Candace Cameron. She is the queen of Hallmark Channel's uh, movies. She's got 30 to her name. And who could forget Cameron is a high-strung doctor in Alaska in Christmas Under Wraps. That's the uh, number one most-watched Hallmark Christmas movie ever. Christmas Beach. Under Wraps. Uh, if you are a star of a Hallmark movie, uh, female leads can make up to 300000 and male leads 200000 How about that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so they're all the same. Uh, a tragedy and a single person. They go back to the hometown where they mm -hmm. both went to... Uh, prep school together, and then they meet at a local bar and get together and get married, so. Yeah, and I like uh, to look for all the signs. Does that happen around here in Jackson? <laughs> at the bars around the holidays? Night before Thanksgiving? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and they use a lot of fake snow to cover up summer because that's when they film them. Well, that's about it. For yeah, time. that's about it. Uh, we are not live tomorrow, uh, but we will have Rachel Buchanan and Dennis Warden Thursday later today on your show. Dr. Dan Phelan from Jackson College, Julie Johnson from Ellis Sharp Museum, Jim Francis and Nicole Johnson for the JSO Holiday Bar, and Tom Rooney from 308 Brass Rail. Have a good rest of your morning. We'll see you at 1 o'clock.